you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we've been talking to industry professionals all throughout the travel and hospitality space uh, as far as what's been happening during the pandemic, as we're going through it, looking ahead. And I have to say, I am really excited for today's interview because uh, on one hand, I've actually personally worked with this company for over 10 years, I feel, uh, as, a, as when I was a hotel concierge. Um, but also just... He's got so much incredible advice. He is definitely, uh, you know, a beacon of information. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce David Seelinger, uh, who was the CEO of Empire CLS. David, thank you so, so very much for joining me today. Hey, Sarah. It's so great to be here. I can't tell you. Um, I listened to your podcast. are so informative. I just love them. And when they asked me to be on, I was like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I love it. You know, and it's, it's so nice when we have moments like this, because, you know, again, like I literally, as when in my hotel concierge days, worked with your company, your drivers, your managers, year in, day in, day out. And it's so great to get a chance to speak with you because it's like, you know, you, it, it it's, it's your whole world as well. So um, I'm really honored that you're uh, taking the time to join us today as I know that you've got a lot of wonderful insights. So thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, why don't we just kind of get started from the from the beginning uh, to bring everybody up to speed that might not be aware either of you or certainly Empire CLS. Could you share a bit about your background, uh, your role at Empire CLS and how it's evolved over the years? Yes, I'd love to. Um, you know, Empire uh, CLS Worldwide Chauffeur Services has been in business since uh, nineteen, uh, I think nineteen eighty or eighty one. We're coming up on our forty year um, anniversary. That we have a lot of things we're going to announce for our fortieth anniversary. But as far as I go, my background is that I got into the chauffeur car industry with what was well, then the name was Empire. Uh, transport services. Uh, we called it ETS back then in the 80s. And I got involved in 84. Interesting enough, I had a career as um, as an EMT in, uh, in a big city. And um, what happened was uh, I didn't do so well in terms of how I dealt with stress. So I took up a bad habit right during that period. So I ended up going to a rehab in Pennsylvania uh, in 84. And then as soon as I got out, uh, I was looking for something to do because my old career was gone. I was now in New Jersey and I started driving a car for a chauffeured service company called Empire Transport Service. Wow. I became a partner uh, with the founder very quickly. Uh, We really hit it off. We became best friends, the best of friends. And uh, we started building the business. And then unfortunately, in 1990, he died in a very tragic accident, and I uh, took over the company, and uh, we started, uh, we had a pretty good base at that time. There weren't a lot of large companies in the space, um, uh, and uh, we started building the brand, and immediately uh, when uh, he passed away, I became the CEO. I was already a partner um, in the company, so um, I've been the CEO since 1990. Oh, wow. So I love that you've really kind of, you've grown up in essence with the company, so to speak. 
I have grown up in the chauffeur car industry and I couldn't be happier about it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great story. And, and I mean, for me, what I, what I really love about it is that you have that firsthand perspective that, you know, you've been there, you were doing what the drivers were doing. You understand yep. what guest interaction is like. Uh, you understand that um, the customer service element, which is all so important to the private transportation industry. So you know it firsthand and, and, you know, now obviously you're managing so many other things, but, um, but understanding that at the root of it just makes you, you know, far more informed in your, in your decisions, which is, I, I love hearing these stories. Um, so, you know, I, I certainly know we're going to, we're going to touch on the elephant in the room, the pandemic experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know everybody's like, oh gosh, more. But you know, we, we are still in it. And it is um and the reason why I do, you know, still talk about it is we are still in it and you know, a recovery is inevitable. But there's so much that we can learn from this. And especially, you know, industry leaders such as yourself, there's a lot of insight that you can share that can hopefully inspire others, be it smaller businesses, maybe not even in the same industry. So what was, you know, the pandemic experience like for the private transport, private transportation industry, uh, maybe even like more than what headlines share? Well, you know, Sarah, a uh, great question. You know, like um, so many other industries and entertainment and travel and such that um, have really, you know, taken a big hit here. And it's no different in the chauffeur car world. Um, most companies even now are operating at a portion, a portion, if any, of the revenue they had before the pandemic. So that's a big hit for people. And it's the same for us. I mean, our revenue went down to, we had 90% loss in revenue right out of the gate, uh, laid off, uh, you know, 700 people. I mean, it wasn't, obviously wasn't fun for anybody, right? Yeah. But, but right now what we're seeing is that, you know, there's been a few bankruptcies um, in our space, but I'm excited that they were just in and out bankrupts, right? They weren't uh, closing. They're just filing, they're recapitalizing their debt structure and they're getting back out there. So, you know, for, for the industry, uh, you know, I like to see that happen because healthy competition is so, so important, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, so we've seen a little bit of that. And, you know, we are on the phone uh, with hundreds and hundreds of affiliates of ours daily um, all across the world. And we keep very close in touch with them about what their current status is, if they need anything, can we help them in any way? And we just keep doing that. But uh, but it, it's been devastating. I mean, it's really been devastating to this industry. And, you know, we're really hoping you know, I, I think that we're going to come back quick, but um, that's another question. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, that struggle right now is that, you know, you have to continually speak with the employees uh, that you had to lay off because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And if it happens the way I think it's going to happen, you know, we're going to need employees very quickly. Mm -hmm. And no, I think That'll be one of the challenges we'll have, uh, you know, coming up. But, you know, the other thing, too, that went on, I have to tell you, Sarah, during the pandemic was our industry was targeted by hackers um, out of Eastern Europe. Really? And, yes. And, um, uh, you know, we had our own experience, which fortunately uh, they didn't get too far with us. But um, and there was no breach of data. But um, it was a very expensive um, uh, problem to have in the middle of a pandemic. And I wasn't the only one. There were many transportation companies that had that. So, 
Why would these hackers be targeting transportation companies? I mean, excuse me if that's like a naive question. I just find it. No, it's not at all. What what, what they've been attacking is so um, those of us who applied for the payroll protection program Mm. um, right after those um, deposits came in for those programs is when all this started, because I believe that they obviously realized that. You weren't doing well, but now you're sitting on a lot of cash that you got from the payroll protection program, the federal government. Uh, and I think that's why they stopped it, because they would give you know a ransom notice uh, when they did it. Uh, and these ransom, these ransom notices are very, very expensive. You'd be shocked at the dollar amounts. But, um, but w- one of the good things, though, from that experience is that we've obviously have completely enhanced our security on our system. I mean, to a level that is very comparable to a major, you know, banking company. Uh, So, you know, in that way, it was a good lesson. Fortunately, nothing too bad happened, but, uh, but it was a good lesson for us. And we had many of those lessons during the pandemic, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting, though, just like hearing, I mean, I mean, again, it, it does make sense, though, once you explain it out that way. So, um, I mean, naturally, it's just people aren't traveling, people aren't using right. the services, right. certainly a big, big challenge yeah. the industries face. This, the hacking thing totally blew my mind. Um, what are some of the other big challenges and, and how has Empire CLS pivoted during these, for these challenges? Well, you know, we, I, I, you know, the first, when the pandemic started, obviously we were all sort of in a depression, right? Uh, after the first two weeks, um, when I actually woke up, um, you know, I called my team and I said, look, you know, we don't know how long it's going to last, but there's two things we can do. We can sit here and hope for people to travel, or we can sit here and completely redesign our business and do all the things that we always wanted to do, which were tough to do, because as you know, when uh, Empire CLS is like a, you know, it's like a 767 flying, which is, you know, to fuel that aircraft airborne is very difficult, right? If you can do it at all. But um, our aircraft landed. So it was, it, was, it was great for us, even though a terrible pandemic, it was good for us because we were able to land that aircraft and, and do all the maintenance and clean it up and put out new programs for our customers. So in that regard, um, Although we hate the pandemic, uh, we did some great things during the pandemic. So we're excited about that. That's great. And, you know, that that I, I think a lot of people have been sort of resonating. Uh, that sentiment has been resonated quite a bit in that it's like, okay, well, we're on this together. Now, what can we focus on? That was, in essence, always like on that to-do list. We've always wanted to do this, but like it takes so much to keep the machine and the operation running that maybe you never got to it. So kind of using this downtime to focus on those things that you always wanted to focus on, but then, um, you know, enhance and maybe get creative. Um, so I know that, you know, you were definitely talking about like cleaning, cleaning standards and all of that. So obviously, I mean, what we're talking about, you know, luxury transportation services, I mean, your clientele, we're talking about celebrities, C-level execs, um, to and from the airport, uh, you know, other other forms of transportation. So what um, is Empire CLS doing to keep everyone safe? Well, so we've done a number of things. We um, uh, changed, obviously, all our policies with the chauffeur and how they conduct business with the client. Um, it's pretty much at this point a touchless um, process. But along with that, 
um, all of our chauffeurs are wearing KN, KN95 masks. So the K, the K95 mask is the one that uh, the doctors use. Um, we have the chauffeurs using that, and there's a big supply of those. We have a huge supply chain, and they change their mask as much as they want. Um, we put three-stage air filters, um, HEPA filters, in all the cars, which is a 99.9% microns. Um, it's an excellent way because what are we trying to do? Circulate air, right? So these stage air filters, three-stage air filters, were, were very helpful. Uh, we have the mask for the guest individually wrapped, so no one has to touch it before it's handed to them. Um, we found that people really like because um, I was at the airport and, and there was an entity handing out masks and you put your hand inside the box to get one. Not the best way to do that, right? So we did them individually. And then we are also using um, UVC lighting now in all of our equipment. So the buses uh, and the motor coaches have UVC um, sterilization systems in their actual AC and heating systems. So that air is constantly, with the airlines doing the same thing, that mm-hmm. air is constantly going through a UVC uh, lighting and it's being sterilized. So, um, and then in the cars, the individual sedans, um, all of our chauffeurs are carrying UVC wands. And what oh, they wow. do with that is after someone gets out of the car, they just go over the whole inside of the car with the UVC wand, which then completely destabilizes any bacteria or virus. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So we're, we're really, and, um, uh, one of the things that we're doing now, which we're so excited about, is you can request that the chauffeur take a COVID test prior to your pickup. Um, those tests are being administered right now in 20 cities in the United States. Uh, and uh, you can request them in any of those cities, obviously. And that is not just a – that's a rapid test, but it's a rapid navel cavity test. So it is going all the way oh. up to the navel cavity, which we found um, – it's the only test that the FDA approved um, so uh, for self-use. So we bought a big supply of that and we're supplying our affiliates with the same. So uh, that's a great new feature, which we're really excited about. And I was um, interesting. I was surprised. I didn't think too many people take advantage of it. And, and actually, we're getting a lot of calls because most of the revenue in our industry today is private aviation, obviously. So Yeah, of course. And, and that would make sense. Yeah. And we still have, you know, a lot of entertainers moving, a lot of high net worth people and, you know, not much business travel. But when those folks are moving, they're requesting these things. So we're, we're very fortunate to have them. Yeah. And, and I, I love the, um, the protocols that you've added because they are a little bit different. You know, we're not seeing everybody offer that. And that is that extra touch um that that extra element that just lets all of your you know all of your clients know that you have their safety top of mind which is you know that is the stage of where we're at right now is that yeah. safety is, is number one um so i mean definitely obviously like the experience has, has certainly changed um and so you're talking about these cleaning protocols so would love to dive in like how did you, you know, maybe come up with some of these cleaning protocols? How were they developed? I take it probably with leaders in the medical field? Yes. Yeah, so what, what we did, Sarah, great question. What we did was we went to International SOS, um, which is obviously very well known in the travel space. And they have an arm of International SOS, which specializes in infectious diseases. 
Uh, we use two doctors um, from that uh, group of doctors um, that are both um, specialists in the vir- in, uh, in viral infections. And they helped us develop these standards. What we did was we took them through the whole process, both internally, what the employees do inside, and also what goes on inside the car from the moment the pickup is made until the passenger is discharged. And going through all that's how we developed um, all these protocols. International SOS certified these protocols. Um, and we happen to think uh, that they are right now the definitely the leading protocols in this space right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, these are really, you know, great points. And I, I love that you actually went to those individuals within the medical industry to find out what needs to be done. Uh, because again, it's it's not just guessing. It's not a guessing game. There, None of us need to be participating in that at this point. Um, so I, I really love that you guys kind of went to the experts and, and took advice directly from them. So let's talk about recovery because I, I think this is the exciting part. You can probably hear the smile in my, in my face. Because <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, here's the thing, and, and I'm a firm believer, and I'm sure that you agree with this. It's like, you know, uh, you travel in general, and all of that would, will certainly include this, you know, private transportation. It's coming back, and it's coming back in a big way. And I, I actually, um, you know, especially luxury leisure travelers, are really like chomping at the bit and they will be driving so much of the industry once we kind of come out of this. And people are, are they want to pay the quote unquote premium for more of the private experience because they know that they are, they're happy to pay a little bit more knowing that they are safe. So I think that we are, you know, we are on the cusp, whether, you know, cusp, I don't know when exactly that'll be, but of, of a really good time when it comes to recovery now. Um, so, but I want to hear from you, you know, like what do you see the recovery of private, of the private transportation industry looking like, like what changes can people expect? Loaded question. I know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, certainly, um, you know, my belief is that, um, the roaring twenties are coming, uh, and, you know, I have my team preparing for that right now because first we had to prepare for this huge downsize, right? And now we got to prepare for this huge upside. Uh, and that preparation is not easy. You know, you're going from almost idle back up, you know, slowly to full throttle. And, you know, I read things that said, oh, the recovery is going to be 2025. I don't really feel that way because, A, um, I think something you said is so important. I think that people um, we'll realize that private services like ours that are using employee drivers, that we can hold them accountable to these protocols and these standards, and we can do that worldwide because all of our services around the world are by employee drivers. The other thing, Sarah, I think uh, another reason why we'll see a big pickup too is that you know chauffeurs like ours, on average, only drive roughly four people a day. So there's not a lot of individual exposure um, in the car. Whereas you use, um, and no, no, no disrespect towards it, but when you use um, TNCs or some of the other alternative transportations, um, you're dealing with independent contractors who might be doing eight, 10, 12 people a day. And they don't have standardized protocols because they can't be imposed upon them because they're independent operators. Correct. So, you know, I hope that they're working towards changing that so that they can have these types of protocols in place. But that is another reason why I see the recovery for our space will be fairly rapid. Yeah. 
I'm banking on that, Sarah. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you. I mean, look, I, I really do see, and and again, like what, and it's interesting because you even bring up like sort of like the timeline, and like they're like, oh, not till 2025. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I really bank on the short term memory of people. Yes, this yes. is traumatic. Yes, this is what. But there's such a pent up demand for travel and to get back out there and to have that feeling of quote unquote normalcy again. That you know, I, I think that I actually kind of view it almost as like a slingshot, so, so to speak. Like you know, it's like it's being pulled back, and then at some point there's going to be a go time, you know, where you'd let go of the slingshot and it's just going to go zoom, you know, yeah. um, I don't I'm know. With, I'm with you, Sarah. I, you know, I feel strongly that the recovery um, will look like that. And I think that people will now experience some changes that are very positive for the future, uh, even after the virus is gone, which is these cleaning protocols are, as far as I'm concerned, these cleaning protocols are way overdue. Um, and I fly uh, recently, and I'm just so impressed with the cleanliness of the aircraft, the cleanliness of the bathrooms at the. I mean, I'm just so impressed, and I think those things are here to stay. I, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can look at something, for example, like the. Uh, I mean, the, not a fun example, but like the 9-11, you know, after like 9-11, how air travel changed, and now next thing you know, everybody's like, you know. You know, you can't go into the airport unless like you're ticketed and, and all of that in the TSA. And it's um, it, it becomes like just a new way of life. And it is it worse? Not necessarily. It's good. These are these are good things. So, OK, fine. We have enhanced cleaning protocols. Now we know. And it's just going to put us in a better position, you know, moving forward. Yeah, you know, one other thing you might see too, Sarah, I am, that will happen is not just in our space, but you'll start seeing that uh, the fees uh, that'll start. So, in, in other words, uh, the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey announced a fee now for chauffeur car companies. We have to pay a licensing fee and then we have to pay uh, roughly $5 to enter and exit the airport. And these programs I'm seeing put in place across the country, which is like many other programs, just trying to offset uh, the deficit they have due to the pandemic. And that's unfortunate that uh, those fees are going to start, but, um, you know, it is what it is, and we'll deal with it um, the best we can, uh, as we always have. But I, I do start seeing some things like that, which concerns me. But uh, but uh, the industry in itself will survive. Uh, it will do very well. Um, there be some companies that might not be around anymore, but more, most of them weren't doing that well anyways. Yes. So, you know, I think truly, you know, I know it's cliche, but to say the best will rise to the top. And, you know, I, I see that happening. I've always felt like we've ridden the top here and uh, not easy to stay up there either, as you know. Yeah, of course. The first hand. We continually strive um, to make our business better. And we, I know one of the questions you have here. Um, which is coming up next, I'll let you ask. But I'm excited to answer that question because we do have some really good things coming out. Yeah, actually, yeah, perfect. Thank you for segueing uh, for my question. Um, but so, but I do want to know because obviously, you know, in this time, you all have taken the time to sort of regroup, plan ahead, you know, understand the current landscape. So please, like, tell us, what is next for Empire CLS? Are there any new programs or initiatives that we can look forward to? 
Oh, absolutely. We're so excited. So during the pandemic, uh, we had been working on new technology for the past uh, four or five years, and we were developing that new technology. Well, during the pandemic, because we weren't busy, uh, we launched that new technology. So we're on a brand new technology platform. Um, there's a lot of new features for customers that we didn't have before where they can view um, the car. They can view the car coming to them. Uh, they'll be able to see the cars live in over 100 cities worldwide. Um, so what's coming is we developed an application uh, that um, most companies have. Uh, we waited to do ours because I wanted to provide an application that wasn't only just for future bookings of ground, but also to get a car within 15 or 20 minutes when you need one at the last minute, which would be more a near-demand model, not an on-demand model, right? We beta tested it. We have uh, two companies, that uh, big customers of ours, that are beta testing it. And we're very excited to launch. And we're waiting to launch because there's not enough inventory on the road right now. Uh, for the app to be successful. So we're going to wait until travel um, starts to pick up a little bit, and then we're going to launch this application in over 100 cities. Um, we are live now, and we're transmitting data back and forth with those other cities, um, and the services will be provided, and you'll be able to see everything live in all those cities. So we're so excited about that because I, you know, these apps have been around for a long time, but most the majority of these apps are using independent contractors. No disrespect towards them, but again, you can't accountable to protocols because then they're employees, right? So, uh, with this initiative, uh, all of these cars that will be available to the consumer in all these cities uh, are all employee drivers, and the same protocols that we have in New York are the same protocols we have in Dallas that we have anywhere in the United States, Chicago, wherever it may be. So we're really excited about this because I don't believe it's been, I know for a fact, this hasn't been done in our space in any large scale, but it will now. And we have an open API. We're going to allow people to write to that API. Um, so we're just so excited about this new technological advancement that we're on right now. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible, Sarah. I am so excited hearing about this because, again, you know, um, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I've I personally worked with your company for so so many years um, as a hotel concierge, and see, and I know the quality of the service that that you all deliver. And I was also there firsthand seeing, you know, the challenges even in the more recent years where there were other options um, for individuals to choose for transportation services. And I would cringe. I would cringe because I just, there's no quality control. And so to see now that just knowing what, you know, Empire CLS, like you all are the industry standard, I have to say, like, you oh, thank are you. Standard. and I can say that with confidence because I, I have just the hundreds of thousands of people that I have used with you all. Oh, but thank uh, you. And seeing it come to, I mean, I've, I don't want it just, I don't want to say modernize, but I mean, it's like, but it, it's basically bridging the gap where yes. there might have been a, a technical, the technological gap. And I think you guys will do so, so well. I'm so excited. And uh, as soon as that app is ready, you better believe it. I'm going to be downloading it. <laughs> oh, you got it. We're going to do another podcast, if you will, when that app is ready. And we're, we're going to, we're going to talk a lot about it, but um, let me just say though, is that um, 
you know, what's our industry has always been light years behind um, other industries from a technological perspective because we're still a cottage industry. You know, there's only a few very, very large companies like ours in this private car, private chauffeur space. But um, this will be so exciting and people will find that it is the better choice um, for safety and it is the better choice um, to protect their health. We are mitigating risk to the greatest extent we can worldwide, and we will continue to do that. Safety has always been paramount to everything we do. And as a former concierge, Sarah, we have some technology for the concierge, because as you know, we service 21 Five Diamond Hotels exclusively. And we'll have technology on an iPad right there at your concierge station, and you'll book a car within a second. When you see your guests coming to you, they're a few blocks away. You can walk downstairs and meet the guest as all the properties do. So we're... Uh, yeah, we're really excited about all these new features. But, uh, but Sarah, this is so great. I'm so happy that we did this together. Thank you so much. We do. And absolutely, once the app, once we you know get further down the line, 100% uh, would love to have you back on and would love to talk about that because I know that's going to be music to so many people's ears, uh, both travelers and those within you know the hotel industry that are looking for that service that they can be able to use you as a service to provide um you know, that near demand uh, requests and know that the quality is going to be there. So I'm so excited. Um, and with that being said, would love to, you know, to, to wrap up today. Uh, how can people either get in touch with you or find out more about Empire CLS? Oh, well, they can go on our website, EmpireCLS.com. We have a lot of information there. Um, they can call me directly at uh, 201-588-2222. And I'll be happy to speak with them directly. You just put your phone number out there. Look at you. Absolutely. My phone number's in the back of every car. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You are, you are my hero. I, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, and for all of your of the viewers, everybody that was um, listening and tuning in, I'm going to make sure to have all the details here so that you can find out more about Empire CLS. Um, also find out more about David Sealing here as well and just all the incredible things that they're going to be doing in the future. So be sure to check out the show notes. Um, and as always, thank you for tuning in be sure to stay tuned for future episodes as we continue to say yes to travel 